Did you hear that? Was it the horror comedy podcast with Jake and Haley? Oh my god, it was. This podcast is for inhalation use only. And that means it's not for kids. Marijuana does that to you, folks. Marijuana, it makes you really popular... It makes you very funny. It makes you very handsome and attractive. Whoa. All right. Let's (laughs) back it up. Is that what you meant? No. (laughs) Oh. I misunderstood. That is called reefer madness. Reefer madness. When you are handsome because of marijuana. And also, actually, I think that's when you murder and rape. So. Whoa. Whoa. A ghost. A ghost. Is that what happened on reefer madness? They murder and rape people? Yeah. Because they smoke weed and they got... Murdery and rapey. Not once on weed have I ever been like, I want to murder this person. I'm going to rape this person. I've smoked a lot of weed. Yeah, I've never raped or murdered anybody, actually. Welcome to the Horror Comedy Podcast with me, Haley, and you. Haley. No, wrong. Jacob. Good job. Good job. Me, Jacob. Me, Jacob. You, Haley. Me come out box for this. (laughs) Me come out box for this. I need to let Jake out of his box all the time, you guys. He doesn't even spend that much time in there. I'm totally Whoa. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love boxes, all right? If we had a refrigerator box or a washer box right now, I would not be able bet to. I'd be in that. I'd be like, where, where did Jake go? Where did he go? And then I'd find you sitting in the box. We just smoked a cross joint. It didn't go well, but a very high. Turned into a regular joint. It did. It sure <laughs> did. Real fast. I rolled it too high up. I think. I don't know. There's a picture of it on our Instagram. Look at it. Tell me what I did wrong. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Also, hit that subscribe button, yo. I think that's a thing. Hip diddly. It sure is. We're hip Hot to dog. It. We're hip to the cow. That's right, baby. Um, subscribe. So, uh, right. We get to the part. We did the part where we say who we are. We did the part where we did the thing. We got high. Right. So, now's the part where. We did that. Uh, I tell you, if you have a scary story, please email it to me at thehorrorcomedypodcast at gmail.com or Podcast on Instagram or TikTok, which is Jake's favorite social platform. It's not. It's not. He hates it all the time. I was very... Uh, I actually... When I got my new phone, it was already like preloaded onto my phone. What? I was so pissed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's on there right now. I've never opened that oh, application. Oh, sure. Off. Oh, my God, Jake. What if it... What if you were TikTok famous? I'm not... What if that was like your plot twist is that you are actually a TikTok superstar? There it is. And I've never opened it once. I've had that phone for two years. I'm blinking as loud as I can, suspiciously. Um, Can you hear me blink? No. Damn. Sorry. The quietest noise ever. Spring 1964. If you were in Bryant Park, New York City. 1964! Every time you do that. Yeah, sorry. Every time. Because you give me the year, and that's all I can think about doing. It's like just screaming it. If you were in Bryant Park, New York City. Can we y- tag David Anthony in one of these? No. You would have seen a skinny young woman wearing jeans, sandals, and a blouse. She had her raincoat thrown over her shoulder most of the time. She didn't look dirty, but she smelled rancid. Ooh. She would show up every single day. Sometimes she would stroll up, stop in the middle of the walkway. Ooh. She would turn around on her heels and just leave. Other times she just would... Sh- sprint? Yeah. Is that what turn around on your heel means? Just like... It's when you just like turn around in your steps. Like... They're watching me. Turn. Yeah. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. 
da, 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 da. so sometimes other times she would show up and stay for hours some days she would stay for days for days she didn't ever stay in the same place anytime she visited she never visited the same spot she never sat in the same bench all right well she's just getting the most out of her park okay like honestly it's you, her pay, taxpayer. you pay taxes on that fucking park taxpayer dollars bet i'm gonna fucking go down each slide i'm gonna swing on each swing i'm not I'm even gonna, gonna sit on each bench yeah i may pinch a loaf out there mm-hmm. i'm not even gonna sit on the sem- same bench twice to be honest never i'm fucking and I bougie i don't think i have i will never do it again if i have um other times oh she never cared about the weather Rain, cold, snow. She didn't speak. She only smiled. It was a strange, Mm. icy smile that she only wore on her mouth. It did not (laughs) carry to her cheeks or her eyes. Today, we are going to learn the story of the smiler. All right, look. You told me this was Hulu scary. This is about to be fucking Disney Plus scary. Aw, you're picturing like a cute young lady. Looking happy in the park. I mean, maybe I'm th- I'm picturing uh, the bird lady from Home Alone two. <laughs> That's who I'm picturing right now. She's Susan like twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's twenty six. So maybe that, but just a little younger. <laughs> in her prime, I guess. Bird pigeon lady from Home from Home Alone two in her prime. I'm gonna give that. As, a, I'm gonna give that shit. a quick goog. Oh, you think that's a thing? Just Google Susan Boyle in her prime. <laughs> it's not Susan Boyle. It just is regular pictures of her looking like herself, so I think that's her prime. Like old lady? Like just regular. Oh, let's try Susan Boyle. Oh, don't Google that. Susan Boyle in her prime. What? Images. Oh, shit, bitch. She's looking this good. Fun? She's looking good these days. The smiler seemed harmless, really, if just a little erratic. She would show up and sit or stand perfectly still with the same smile on her face. Yo, don't let's not perpetuate the cycle to where smiling is suspicious. Okay, people fucking smile. All right, get over it. It's not suspicious. I like to smile. I'll go out and smile right now. Right now. In my underwear outside. Whatever you want, I'm gonna smile while I do it. Then, as if responding to a signal, it's like the thing when we wave. When we drive past people and they hit you, hit you with the wave, I'm like, oh, hey. Love it. Love it. Caught it. Then as if Shut resp- it back. <laughs> Shut it back. Then as if responding to a signal only she could receive, she would make a sudden leave. Some people noticed she her. dead sprints it fucking off the bench. She's Usain Bolt in it. <laughs> as fast as possible. <laughs> Some people noticed her wandering mindlessly, gazing with a blank expression into the air. And then leaving or changing directions in nonsensical ways. She was seen with her own collection. She like just fucking flops to the ground. (laughs) 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 She's just like super fast and that's all we see of her. Yeah. She's like the flash. She's mysterious. She's fun. She's going for a look. It's her aesthetic. It's called voguing. It's called voguing. Vogue. She was seen carrying her own collection of little wooden sticks, which she would take and stick into the ground standing upright and then tie a cloth around the stick with a small bow. Aw, dollies. Dollies. She's just poor. <laughs> These are my train. These are my dolls. These are my train. They're all to ride on the train. One day in Bryant Park, the smiler sat quietly on a bench. She stood and turned to face the opposite direction. She seemed to have a gleam in her eyes. A passerby carrying a radio continued on his path in front of the woman. 
Yo, you like radio? She began to scream. Ah, not that song. (laughs) Her hands flung to her ears. She spun and fell to the ground face first. She started to shriek and wail and twitch. A crowd obviously gathered. (laughs) A policeman... Cell phones out. Right. No, it's like the 1960s, but yeah, they would have. (laughs) A policeman approached and told the man... I don't know what you're doing, but it's illegal. Get out of here. He told him to turn his radio off. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That guy, like... He ain't doing nothing wrong. He's just living. <laughs> Don't infringe on his fucking rights because some bird lady is freaking out. Hear the music. Oh. <laughs> Almost right away. You play your music, bro. Do You do what you need to do and you play that music. Almost right away, an almost unnaturally tall man approached the policeman and stood by his side. That's Marianne, he said. I will take care of her. <laughs> he had the voice of someone in authority. Are you her dad, the policeman asked. Are you her daddy? I'm the only one she has in this world. <gasps> you don't have to report this, officer. The These tall are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> the tall man reached down to Marianne and touched her on the wrist. <gasps> Slender man wrist, and smiley woman. And he spoke quietly to her. She stumbled to her feet, the same odd smile as always. And they walked together towards Fifth Avenue. The policeman figured the pair was a father and daughter because they both had the exact same smile. And he went on his way. All right, nothing to see here. Slender man took his daughter and they get the fuck out of here, okay? <laughs> Enjoy your park days, people. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, actually, Marianne was one of two children. Her parents were Bo and Pat. Her younger brother, George, and her family. Bo and Pat. Which one was Pat the is the lady. Oh, okay. Like Patricia. Okay. Her younger brother, George, and her family, and her, they all lived together in Philadelphia. Hey, Philadelphia. They were on the poverty side of the middle class. They were raised Roman Catholic, and they they were a tight-knit family. Their their parents were not terribly strict, but they were very religious. Marianne and George were only a year apart, and they looked so alike that they were inseparable, and they were often mistaken for twins. Was that George? George and Marianne. Yeah. Even their voices honestly sounded alike to a certain point. The two were inseparable until the age of eight when the family moved to New York. Marianne stayed very shy and reserved, while George loved this more crowded, more social school. When's it get scary? Eventually, Marianne went to college. She attended Manhattanville College, which is like a Catholic school, where her main focuses of study were philosophy and physics. (sighs) Catholics let you learn physics? It's like... Diamond stuff. Diamond stuff. She wanted to learn the full truth to know it all, in her words. At first, her teachers were excited by her thirst for knowledge, but over time, she they began... became annoyed with it? Like, oh, aren't you going to ask about the homework? Yeah. Yeah, no! No, actually, Fuck worse. You. Worse. She was not... Uh, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It's worse. Um, over time, she became... It's worse than that? Mm-hmm, way worse. Way more annoying. Because this kid in school, I used to want to fight this kid <gasps> all the time. Tell me about this kid in school. Over time, she became frustrated with her teachers. She began to believe that the college was hiding the full truth <gasps> from her. One teacher, Mother Virgilis, taught philosophy. She covered modern philosophy and, and theories. Marianne began to strike arguments with Mother Virgilis. She doubted any statement that Mother Virgilis made, just for the sake of questioning her. Marianne was tenacious and clever and aggressive, and she pushed and pushed and pushed every single chance that she got. You knew, you knew one of these people in school? I yes. can't think of anybody like 
Oh, my God. Marianne didn't want to deepen her knowledge. It was clear that she just wanted to push and almost trap the teacher. I totally did know kids like that that were just, like, angry and, like, well, this guy's wrong, so I'm going to be a dick about it. Like, Was the teacher wrong? Yeah, totally. But, like, shut the fuck up. Uh. Let's just, like, get through it. Like, stop. Mother Virgilis was becoming aware of Marianne's devious intentions, but she couldn't exactly put her finger on what it was. One day it, it came... It was the devil. <laughs> Obviously. One day it came to a boiling... She's possessed. One day it came to a boiling point. By a bitch demon. <laughs> that demon's a real fucking asshole. A real cunt. <laughs> the nun lectured, if something exists, if something is, then it cannot exist. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I Philosophy. <laughs> that sounded about right. <laughs> and that's philosophy 101, people. Uh, something cannot be somewhere. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm going to have to put it up on the book. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Wait. I have no idea. Read it exactly how it's I'm going to read it from the book. No, read it exactly how it's typed. Oh, girl. Okay. This is going to be hard. If something exists, if something is, then it cannot but exist. It cannot be at the same time and under the same respect. <laughs> the table is her. <laughs> okay. If something exists, if something is, then it cannot but exist. It cannot not be at the same time and under the same respect. You literally, that's exactly what you said the first time. Okay. Well, it still doesn't make sense. But perfect. <laughs> I was like, to me, it's just like, what? The table is here. While it is here, it cannot not be here. Yo, none. You're freaking speaking in riddles to me. Being and non-being cannot be identified. Aliens. Marianne interrupted her and blurted out, why can't they be identified? Why can't they be? Oh, God. Okay. Now I know who, now I know who you're talking about in school. Yeah. I was like that. I thought she was actually like going toe-to-toe with the teacher because she was smart. But no, she's actually she's just, just a, a bitch. Dick. Yeah. Dick. Marianne, we will discuss this later. You say that just because you can't prove it. You just are assuming. The first principles can't be proven. They, why can't I have another first principle? Say being and non-being are inseparable. The table is here because it isn't here. God exists because he doesn't exist at the same time. Ooh. The class began to chatter. It's not a joke. We exist and we don't exist. At first, her peers seemed amused, but they all sort of started to get embarrassed and angry. I already told you, miss. We'll speak after. Listen here, you little fucking bitch. Yeah, Kent. We'll speak after class. You'll get the whip. Marianne had already got up, gathered her shit, and left. She never went back to Manhattanville. When they asked her why, Marianne said that they were trying to enslave her mind. She wanted to oh, be free, crazy. to know all reality, and she wanted to be real. Whoa, deep, Marianne. That was a big moment deep. for. <laughs> that was a big moment for Marianne because that was when a real new path opened up for her. Marianne, a in that moment, Marianne, in that moment, decided that the authorities were in her life. The authorities, like Mother Virgilis, her parents, her priests, her pastors, they were fake. Like, fake how? They were only repeating what they had been told. To an extent, we all feel that way as teenagers, right? I that mean, technically, that's true. Yeah, and at one point, we've all been like, eh, fuck you. Fuck you, mom. I do what I want. Right. But usually, you grow out of that, and Marianne never did. Um, she oh, began- Is her name Marianne, or is her name Karen? K- 
Karen. She is the first Karen and documented. She <laughs> began to cut ties. But why? But why? Why is, why is it? Can't Go back to your own country. <laughs> Fuck you, ma'am. Fuck you, ma'am. Um, and she began I'm to a, cut ties. I, I have an allergy. Wow, I can't breathe. When she began to cut ties with those that she had felt wronged her, she was pretty much just on her own from then on out. What about her brother? She didn't mention any of this to her parents, but they did notice the change in her behavior. She would say weird shit to them, like how good it was to see no next to yes. And what? Th- and these weird. I would have been like, "Are you on fucking drugs? What the fuck, Mary? Are you what are you smoking about? right now? Where'd you get it? Let me Who, get a hit. Give me, give me some of that." <laughs> um, and she. What, what is what? What am I? <laughs> that fucking yeah, video. What am I? What is fuck? <laughs> fuck. Murder. Yeah. <laughs> just like what the fuck? Marianne kept like the weird shit she was saying just kept getting weirder and weirder and weirder until one day she said something like. Murder is an act of art. Well, she needs medication. Like composing a sonata. They loved her. Her parents loved her. Hyundai sonata? A sweet new Hyundai sonata. A sweet new Hyundai (laughs) sonata. (laughs) They loved her. All leather interior. And they tried to love her through it. Hey, buddy. We love you because we have to, but you're saying some weird fucking shit. Weird shit. Like that's that's too much, okay? She like, said, it's, I'm, "I'm we're worried it's not a phase now." She said, "If you could only hate me, mom, just for five minutes, we would get along so well." I'm starting. I'm starting <laughs> I'm right starting now. To you hate bitch. You right now. Another time, she asked, "Why doesn't my dad break my nose with his fist?" Then I would see my beauty, and he would be real to me. <sighs> All right, deal. Bah. Done. I yeah, wanted to punch you in the face. You're literally asking for it. For so long. Yeah, I've been, wh- I've been like, for the past two months, you've been speaking crazy. I've been wanting to beat the shit out of you, You but dropped I can't. out of college? I paid for you to go yeah, to college? You, you dropped tr- out of college? And it's a Catholic I'm school. I'm going to beat you. That's expensive, okay? It ain't free. Marianne was sent off to Hunter College in the fall semester of 1954. Fucking... Is that a campus? It's a more secular, sco- a more secular school. <gasps> Oh, risque. Mm-hmm. With like higher standards. You so almost said sex. She went in the three. She went for three years. Uh, Marianne didn't have any trouble at Hunter. Her brother moved away to study oceanography, and her mother got <laughs> a job. I, look, I'm gonna be. I gotta get the furthest away I can from you. All of you crazy. Literally asses. under the water. As far as like, you won't be. Will never be able to reach. Where you me. literally can't find me at all. Yeah. Marianne had changed. I'm in Marianne's trench. <laughs> fucking way down there. Marianne had changed. Though mostly she had chosen a life of isolation, she was now really, really alone. Oh, I mean, that's kind of nice, though. <laughs> right? Everyone fucks off. And every and people, honestly, Marianne, I get you. I get it. I want to do it, too. Uh, I want to fuck off hard. She rarely laughed, and she didn't really smile. She never dated, and she had a reputation for being stubborn. Did she smoke weed? I don't think so. She should have smoked weed. That was before she met the man. <gasps> the Slender Man. Marianne had a routine in her first two years at college. She would go downtown and sit in the park while she studied. One afternoon in 1956, while reading a book called Varieties of Religious Experiences. So if you see somebody reading that book in a park, do not approach them. Or they'll think you're God or, or something. something will happen. It's weird. Oh my God, you're her. <gasps> Just say some weird shit to yeah. off the cuff shit. The chosen one. I have been. You are the gatekeeper. <laughs> I am the key master. 
That's all Ghostbusters. <laughs> she felt suddenly and intensely watched as if someone was hovering over her and reading the book over her shoulder. It's Jesus. She looked and realized it was an almost unnaturally tall man. She could not remember what he wore or what he looked like. She was undressing him with her eyes. He rested one of his hands on the back of the bench. Hey, this this seat taken. <laughs> she could remember. <laughs> she could remember his peculiar smile. So moving in slow. He's a creep. And he started to read a passage out loud. Oh, he fucking knows the book. When you find a man living on the ragged edge of his consciousness, he repeated that line, and he repeated it faster and faster over all and over right, again. All right, buddy. You're being real weird. <laughs> I thought I was weird, but you trumped me. Okay? You're being fucking Get the weird. fuck off my bench. Until and then it she all maced him. <laughs> I wish. Until it all <laughs> it's whirled, a survivor story. Until it all whirled together into one long word. Marianne began to cry. They're mm. all pushing you along the ragged edge. Oh my God, this guys he feels the same. Do you want to get off of it? She choked out through tears. Do you want to do drugs? I don't want them to help me. I just want them to leave me alone. He sat next to her on the bench, and he stayed for about an hour. Damn, the, the dude gets it. Kindred spirits. Kindred spirits. Soulmates in the park. Soulmates. We're best friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're in a Paris and a cold, but I'm totally a Paris. He told her, don't let any man touch you. You have a short time to reach your true self. Come and find me regularly. Seek those of the kingdom. All right. This guy is just fucking whack. They will know you. You will know them. After that, Marianne, as they knew her, was almost a ghost. She had disappeared from their home for long periods of times. So, like, how do you, are you supposed to find these other people? Like, the erratic movements? They'll just know you're like a... You're like <laughs> you a, look like meerkats. You're like a bee. <laughs> the bee, like, will dance to fucking... And then they'll, that's how they communicate is they dance. That's a true story, by the way. Pretty cool. Science, baby. So bees, they dance. Yeah. And then fucking, that's how they communicate. Dope. She's doing all these quick little movements. Turn on my heels. Run, huh? And someone's going to. Someone will pick it up and just be like, oh, yo, she's doing the bees. Oh, of the kingdom? Me too. Oh, my God. Of the kingdom. No way. I would know you. You would know me. Oh, my God. I was just there. I was just thinking about you. What year? 98? No way. 98? 85. No way. 85. Yep. 43? Yeah. Oh, it's 50. So. 42, 41, oh my God. Um, She had disappeared from their home for long periods of time, even when there was no school. She stopped speaking to her parents. She was more afraid of strangers and spoke even less to the few people she did talk to at school. Oh, spooky. Her mother's concern grew and grew until she was able to get Marianne to see a psychiatrist. The doctor cleared Marianne, noting that she needed to eat. Because she was a little skinny. Yeah, she's a little skinny. The food will fix her brain. She's It'll fix her. She's it. normal. Food. She's fine. It's fine. And that there was nothing really wrong with her. He pretty much told them to just love her through it. She didn't seem dangerous to herself or others. She was independent and rebellious just like anybody in their early 20s. And she was going to be all right. That's what the doctor said. Yeah, it should be fine. I did the phase. I went through the phase. Now I'm a doctor. Look okay. at me. She could be a doctor. She's going to be a doctor one day. Look at her. You know, Look at that crazy twitch in her eyes. She wants to cut someone open right now. Look, how's she's her hand? Uh, can you read her handwriting? Oh, Perfect look. She's doctor. got a scalpel. She loves oh, it. Oh, God. Okay. Take that away Put from Put it me. down, Marianne. Take that away from me. Parents, get it. When, when she finished at Hunter, she enrolled in post-grad classes at New, New York University. 
She moved to an apartment in East Village and dropped out of school. Yo, sidebar. This is trippy. What? I think Marianne works with me. This is in 1957. She's reincarnated. Oh, shit. Because remember I was telling you about the that chick that's like broke down everything the other day? Yeah. She's going for post-grad. A lot of people do. All right, well, yeah, I guess amounts the same. Tons. Tons. Uh, she dropped out of school, which sealed her isolation. She took a job as a cashier. She stopped going to church, stopped taking care of her external appearance. She took up with random dudes, letting well, one... Well, what's that mean? She would let one guy move in, and then she would, like, cheat on him and kick him out, and then move in the new guy who she would, like, kick out in the middle of the night for no reason, like, three days later. Whoa. Like, shit Rough. like that. Rough. When she, didn't, when she did speak to her parents, she cursed at them and talked bad about everything they gave a shit about. She shrank from 130 to 95 pounds. Drugs. Her, her mother never remembered what the... Oh, I'm sorry, that's not true. Her mother remembered what the psychiatrist said. She just needed love. So even though Marianne <laughs> never answered the phone. All she needs is love. It's like the fucking. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, just give her a hug. Just give her the love. Marianne never answered her phone or came to visit or let her let them into her apartment. Even though Marianne seemed to be going through the most rebellious phase of her life, her mother doubled down. I'm going to fucking love you. Big you time. Bitch. Come here. She resolved to be patient. Get over here. And then loves, like, that's all Scorpion wants, is Just a fucking, a get over here, give me a hug. Oh, dang it, I yeah. stabbed him again. <laughs> oh, Aww. damn it. Bird, you're supposed to just wrap around Fuck. him. She resolved to be patient with Marianne and continue to try to help. One day. I love you, bitch. One day, Marianne's. I ain't never going to stop loving you, bitch. One day, Marianne's mother brought a, bound, a brown paper bag full of groceries to Marianne's doorstep. <laughs> she lit it on fire. <laughs> And it was actually poop. <laughs> and then she went home. Oh, classic. She was shocked when, later that day, she found the same bag on her doorstep. But Marianne had pooped in it and lit it on fire. <laughs> Reverse. She pooped in it and peed in it. Are you serious? Yes. <gasps> and lit it on fire? No. Oh, my God. That I can't make this stuff up, people. That's hilarious that she actually pooped in it. So. Yeah, if I ever saw a fucking burning bag on our doorstep i would just poop on it to put it out <laughs> or pee on it gross one sunday marianne decided the next phase in her inner lifestyle was to challenge her own religious beliefs so marianne went to church she stood in the back until she was overcome with rejection and disgust for the people around her but she went to church yeah she turned to leave and noticed that the man next to her turned to leave too why are you leaving kingdom Kingdom, it let me see your tattoo. You know the dance? Do the dance. <laughs> Do the handshake. It was the man. <gasps> had he been there the whole time? He asked her, have you had enough, my friend? <laughs> she could see his smile in the dim light. He spoke again on the way out of the church. The smile of the kingdom is now yours. Whoa! Look, man, this is our thing. We smile weird. It's our signature. At Easter, Marianne noticed a cross lit up on Park Avenue. Uh, she fire? She wandered to a street corner where she could get a closer view, and she heard a familiar voice. Was it on fire? No. Oh. I was like, it was just like was a lit. lit up cross, you know? 
Like lights. Oh, it. I was like, damn, any other burning crosses out here? No. <laughs> Leave, Marianne. Get out of there. She heard a familiar voice. It seems one-sided. Shouldn't they turn it upside down also to balance the odds? It was the man. He smiled at her. It was a perfect smile to Marianne, one that did not need to be balanced at all. A real smile. She went home and began to draw crosses with an upside-down cross right next to it. That moment launched a this, new... This here, this is our logo. <laughs> Proud boy. <laughs> this, is a, this is our logo. Ugh, <laughs> stop <laughs> it. Sorry. <laughs> They're the worst. I don't want to talk about P- it. PBNJ. Ugh. Love it. That moment launched a, quote, new color and form in my inner life, end quote. That's, That's what she said? Yeah. Damn. She had entered a marriage with nothingness. Oh, that's genius. She was in I'm pursuit. Get this as a tattoo. She was in pursuit of a, a naked life. And then an upside down cross. Both were expressions that she learned from the man. Expressions. Quote. Learned from the man. Fuck. That is something you would someone would tell their tattoo artist. This is just expressions from the man. Ugh. She said, quote, I began to live exactly according to my own belief. I mean inside myself. My thoughts, feelings, memories, and all mental activity moved accordingly. I reacted to things as if they were one side of the real coin. And I rapidly found that all the people have a powerful force in them. As humans. People and things challenge us. People and things. Yes. (laughs) Yes. They challenge us to respond. The way we respond gives them. uh, The way we respond gives us a special quality. In a sense, we make things what they turn out to be for us. Damn. It's deep and also true. Let me give you an example that will also tell you to what extent I pursued my idea. All right, this sounds bad. I picked up a young man on Third Ave. murdered him. We went to his apartment and had I intercourse. I chose to murder him. We went to his apartment and had intercourse. <laughs> Sex. He was gentle, but when I was finished with <laughs> him, he was a very frightened being. I could see by his face that he was scared. I insisted he make coffee. Whoa, that's weird. Drinking it while still naked. Uh, just like demon, hot demon sex. And she's like spouting all those weird things off to him. Like, enter the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> just all like weird. That I would be terrified if, if you did that. You were all just like. Um, no, nothing. No, that is a lot. It's very scary. I agree. A spooky. Um, drinking it while still naked, I told him how much I hated him and how much he hated me, really. And that the more he loved me and I him, the more we hated each other. All right, I'm just going to leave. I can still see the blood draining from his face and the fear in the whites of his eyes. He was obviously afraid of some trouble. <laughs> he mumbled something about Hyde and Jekyll. I said, oh, no, man. Put the two in one with no switching back and forth. And you have it down pat. Jekyll Hyde. That's perfect. What See? the fuck? Get out, man. It's, not, it's yeah, bad. It's really bad. That's why I wanted to finish reading it before you had your reaction. That's why I was quiet. Because uh. I was like, that's not even the weirdest part. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man. Just put, put those two together. Put them together. And she, Jekyll she's like, I hate you. You hate me. The more I love you, the more I hate you. I hate you. And they, they and just <laughs> met. Oh, my God. That'd be so fucking weird. I would be so like sweaty. If you did that to me. The first time we ever met. The first met. time we met and, like, you, we were at the Shamrock and you were just saying that stuff to me, I would be like, uh, so do you like green chili mac and cheese? How much scarier would it be if we were in your apartment and we just had sex and I started going off? 
And like a stranger. You just let this stranger in your house. Because, I mean, no, this would be weirder. This would be way, like, this would be actually, I would be terrified. I would be very scared. Yeah. I would be like, how do I get you out of my house without uh, well, making um, you mad enough to kill me? I'm going to head out. <laughs> like, I'd just be like, oh. I got to work in well, the morning. Yeah, it's not like you can <laughs> fake a call on your fucking cell phone. It's like 19 fuck off, itty. 1950 fuck yeah. off. Yeah. Oh, oh, look at the time. I got to go. I left my oven on for hours. Yeah. I need to leave. Do you smell that? It smells like gas. Mm, we should leave. There you go. From there on out, unless she needed someone or something for survival or pleasure, she didn't even bother. She began to think of herself as a genius. Yeah, genius. <laughs> the company. I only need sustenance and sex. The company. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> My lizard brain loves it. Bring me pizza and boobies. The company of others was exhausting and destructive. She saw human interaction as fakery. Yo. I'm starting to relate with I her. know, Is right? Is that the scary I part know, right? of the story? I don't know. It's like I'm, sc- I don't know. I'm relating to her and I'm just like, yeah. I know, same. Some stuff I'm Are like, we part of the kingdom? She's crazy. <laughs> the kingdom? Bro. Bro. <laughs> 2010. 2013? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, same. <laughs> she felt like a wolf and she felt like she had to put on a sheepskin to blend in. Whenever she finished interacting with others, it took now her... Now I must kill the sheep. It took her... Oh. It took her days to reclaim her, quote, inner space and single vision, end quote, that she had before she talked to them. She would have to go to the park or sit and write, after which she would tear up and destroy the pages. Look, I'm just going to need a minute. I'll be right back. <laughs> You're like... Okay, back. <laughs> sucking all the oxygen out. I'm going to go write on this paper and tear I it up. I need some space. Bye. Uh, she would continue doing whatever until the noise was gone, until her inner self felt naked again, and she was secure and absolute. All right, that's weird. There was nobody in the world who she could interact with without interrupting her flow, except for the man. She considered cause she <laughs> she continued to see the man regularly. Whoa, okay, we're getting serious. Ooh, moving in soon. You want to leave a toothbrush at my place? <laughs> she quit talking to others as a whole. She would march into shops with the same twisted smile on her face, and she would point and grunt at what she wanted to buy. She didn't look at people in their eyes. She began to seem threatening and dangerous <laughs> while smiling. Ah. <laughs> it looks like you told a really funny joke. <laughs> ah. Her parents continued efforts to visit her, but she wouldn't open the door more than a crack. Hey, give me a fucking hug. And when she You better not let me in there. I'll give you a fucking hug so much. I'll stab you. You'll fucking love it. I'm gonna stab you with hugs. When she did open the door, she cursed at them and said crazy shit. Somehow, in this time period, she Dark is the power of Babel. (laughs) Down with the Tower of Eden. Fuck your whole cunt, mother. Um somehow though judged by the power. Somehow though, she was still getting laid. She she would like there's men out there. She was sleeping with everybody, like male and female, men and women. Yeah, but I'm sure she turned the crazy off for a second. I don't know. She was all just like, oh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm. Hey, hey, you got a dick? I got a vagina. Oh, you got a vagina? I got one, too. She described that during these sexual encounters, she wanted to go to the fullest extent, quote unquote, but her partners were not willing to, quote, achieve complete bestiality, end quote. They didn't want to do the grunt. (laughs) (laughs) 
They didn't want to defecate on me. She reported turning men impotent and scaring women out of touching her vagina. Enter the kingdom of Avon. So there's that. You are, I am the gatekeeper. You are the key master. Stick your key in my master key. Oh. <laughs> I would just be like, uh, hold her mouth her shut. Her fetish like, is like uh, screaming at genitals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get it in there. Where is she? Like Batmaning them. Where is she? Marianne was terrifying. Yeah. Marianne I'd was be like, look, I, I'm going to head out. I'm going to leave. Kay. Marianne was no longer learning. Soccer real quick. You like that? Marianne was no longer learning. Now she had become. Quote, I was not another person. I have elevated my being. I was the same. Only I was convinced I had become free by being totally independent and by what had entered I me need no man. and taken up residence inside of me. I'm possessed. <laughs> Semen. I mean, demons. <laughs> she went back into the psychiatrist prepared to learn how, away, how far away from normal she really was. Oh, she realized. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's like something. Good right? girl. That's a thing. Like you gotta fucking, you gotta want help to. Yeah. Get it. Totally. Yo, like am, am I being crazy or is everybody else just? Am I be? Am I right? Is there a chance I'm right? Everyone's oh. crazy. Yeah. You should go. Everyone should just go to a psychiatrist. Just do it. It's fine. It's fine. Just do it. Fine. Um, fine. The psychiatrist told her that she needed to travel. Oh, God, where's the psychiatrist in my life? <laughs> I diagnose you with a vacation, baby. Done. And Somehow then tell your boss that, look, I have my to psychiatrist said I have to go on vacation. <laughs> so if you don't want me to go on postal I up in here, right now. I'll, I'll get that time off. Fine. <laughs> Somehow. It's a doctor recommendation. Okay. Let work less. <laughs> pay, get paid more. Gotta go. Somehow Marianne was over. Uh, somehow Marianne was not overwhelmed with the amazing advice. She was also <laughs> not diagnosed with any mental illnesses. One night, her no, neighbors... She's just fucking... I don't know. Maybe it's not a mental illness. She just believes it. You know what I mean? Is yeah. that mental illness? I don't know. You just believe your own truth? I don't know. It was one of the reasons I wanted to tell this story because... But it's not really scary, okay? It's just fucking... It makes my head hurt. I'm just like, oh, God. Am I crazy? One night, her neighbors complained of loud banging coming from her apartment <laughs> for, Get, yeah, for, bang, 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 bang. for four or five hours. Oh, man. She's hitting her stride. They didn't want <laughs> to call the police, but they became worried for her, so they did make the call. Yo, there's a wildebeest in the apartment below me. It's a fu- it's tearing the, the fucking building up. It's a fucking loud-ass <laughs> buffalo. The police forced the door open. The room smelled putrid, and it was so cold that they could see their breath, even though it was 90 degrees outside. Yeah, okay. That's a lie. Let me tell you why. There ain't no fucking air conditioning in this world that can do that. You want to know how I know that? Because I've tested the boundaries. (laughs) I've fucking tested the waters. Tested them. That's not possible. It's not. There were thousands of torn up pieces of paper that were covered in nonsensical scribblings, and they covered every inch of the apartment. Uh, Yeah, she's fucking... They found Marianne laying naked and collapsed, half hanging off the bed, with some blood dripping from her mouth. Whoa. Her eyes were open and she was breathing regularly. The EMTs rushed in after the police and began to examine Marianne. Narcan. She told them that she just fell. Really? I fell. Later, Marianne said that what actually happened was that she spent the last four hours being fucked by a giant spider. Hentai. Yeah, basically. 
basically a hentai. Basically, she is one of the. She's in the hentai. I mean, uh, hey man, nothing wrong with that. Do you think? Get fucked by loud spider sex. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. At this point, Marianne constantly smelled like shit. She was covered in bruises and cuts on her hands, wrists, and the backs of her shins. Uh, At first, I was like, yo, this is just what she believes. This is just her reality. Now, she's pooping herself. She seemed emotionless, except for when confronted by the sign of the cross, incense, the sight of a nun or a priest, a crucifix, or if she heard the name Jesus, even if it was said in a joke. Jesus, I'm sorry. Well, fucking don't say it. Fuck it's against my religion for you to say it. And the whole time, she smiled. I don't like what you're saying, huh? I'll fucking kill don't you, say, man. Don't say Jesus. I'm uh, straight. He, he say Jesus. Marianne was not violent with the exception of one time when a schoolgirl came to the door with a collection box. <laughs> through her smile, Marianne began to scream through her teeth. <laughs> she oh, started creepy. to cry. She covered her eyes and she violently kicked at the girl's legs. What the fuck? Like, get out of here. Go. Shoot. 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 Get on the front of the doorstep. On the front of the box, there was a crucified figure of Jesus. So she's a vampire. <laughs> Maybe. She's actually. Uh, she's a vampire. Maybe. She, got, she is. There's blood. Vampire craze. Is there a vampire craze? Yeah. Spiders. Is actually a bat. <laughs> and while she was generally not violent, she appeared to be immune to the violence of other people. One October evening, she was approached so by a the mugger. Definition of mind your own fucking business. One October evening, she was approached by a mugger. He came up from behind me. <laughs> fucking mug me. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Actually, give me your wallet. He came up from behind and he held a knife to her lower back. A knife? You brought a knife? Ugh, look, here's a gun. Use it. Give me your shit, he said. She turned to face him, showing him her smile. Yes, my brother? She asked him. He stopped in his tracks, backed away, and then ran off. Nope. Uh, nope. No, no. Nope. Actually, I'm good. Not how the, I thought this was going to go. She was like, oh, kingdom. Hey. And he was like, kingdom? no, 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 kingdom? no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> No, 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 not I that. I would have been like, I'll send you the kingdom, bitch. Um, and then toss the knife back Can and I forth. have your shit or what? <laughs> oh, you smell like poop. Fuck. May of 1965, George was a father of two. He was a good husband with a successful career. Ooh. Their mother kept George in the loop. Yo, your sister's crazy. George did some research of his own, though. He visited her frequent haunts, and he asked everybody about her, even visiting her employer and her landlord. At one point, he even met with the police. Nobody had... Yo, your sister smells like shit. Okay, we've got many complaints. She was fucked by a giant spider. <laughs> Is this what you want your sister to be doing? A giant spider fucked her, man. Okay, um, that's what she told us. She's a spider hoe. Actually, no, she said she fell. It actually looked more like she fucked a spider than she <laughs> fell. Okay. She had web all over her chest and belly. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Good one. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> you are not, you're the new comic relief. I'll start reading the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible. Uh, so at one point. That was good. Thank you. There was web all. <laughs> at one point, he even met with the police. Nobody had anything nice to say about her. He could hardly believe what he heard about Marianne. She's, she's the stinky kid. She's fucking foul. She's a hoe. She's the stinky bird lady. Stinky bird hoe. <laughs> stinky avian whore. 
(laughs) 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 One police officer told George, if I didn't know otherwise, son, I'd say you're a liar. She got a stanky pussy. This (laughs) (laughs) This girl is bad, bad, bad news. And besides, there's something off about her. It doesn't even look like she doesn't even look like a fine man. Oh, my God. She she doesn't even look like a fine young man like you. Well, that's because she's a girl. (laughs) Dumbass. She didn't have any police records. She didn't have any police records. She didn't have any police records. Minus one incident in Bryant Park. But she kicked a child. But that time it seemed like her father had come and taken her away. That's, uh, does that sound familiar? An incident where she freaks out in Bryant Park and a man comes and gets her? Oh, that's not her dad. She is the smiler, bae. From the beginning of the story. Yeah. Oh, you already knew that? Yeah. Okay. I knew that. That wasn't implied? I mean, it was totally implied. Oh. It's just a big reveal for maybe myself. Because I didn't realize. <laughs> I, was oh. ready. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> no, she I'm just kidding. She is the oh, smiler. George had made Thought up. thought this was her backstory. George had made up his mind. He was going to visit Marianne. Their mother sat George down and warned him. She You're said. You're not going to like what you see. She said. What? She's got the poop. She's smeared. She said. Web everywhere. Oh my God. I'm going to fight <laughs> you right now. I'm going to fucking kick your ass. She warned him, what ails our baby is something bad. She's got demons. Something real bad. It's not the body, and it's not her mind. She's gone away with evil. It's her soul. That's it. She's evil. Oh, I tried to love her. I did. I tried to hug her. That bitch is bad. Bitch wouldn't take my hugs, wouldn't take my cake. She pooped on my groceries. She pooped. Okay. Pooped Pooped and peed on them. She just lit it on fire. George loved his mother, but he knew her, and he knew she was superstitious. Yo, Ma, you're overreacting, okay? So what? She's out there fucking random dudes and getting arrested in parks, okay? We've all been there. (laughs) He took it with a grain of salt. He also took it with a grain of crucifix, which his mother gave him. All right, well, just take this in the holy water to be sure. She told him to hide the crucifix in Marianne's room. Wow. (laughs) That's fucked up. You'll see. When you get in there... It'll help. Be cool. Maybe take some garlic, too. She said, you'll see, son. She Ooh. won't stand for it. Well, yeah. She's very clear she didn't won't stand for it. <laughs> it was a statement she didn't stand for it. It was the first time George and Marianne had seen each other in eight years. Oh, how you doing? Still going to school? No? You smell like shit. <laughs> Looks like shit in here. This is awful. <laughs> Look like you've had a rough day. <laughs> she was delighted to see him. It was the first family she had seen in the last six years. He was happy to see her, too, but noticed that there was something very wrong with her. It was still her, same mannerism, same face, but she seemed distracted. She seemed to be talking only for his benefit, not because she wanted to talk. Although George had never been afraid of her before, he could feel fear starting to build. Marianne walked into the bathroom, and George knew it was his shot. He shoved Stab the, her with the crucifix. He shoved the crucifix deep under Marianne's mattress. Ho-ho. She returned and sat on the edge of the bed. Oh, why is it so hot in here? I feel like I'm burning up. <laughs> I'm really sweaty. Oh, itchy. <laughs> um, we're halfway through. Do you want to take a smoke break? This is halfway? Uh-huh. Lord. I'm hungry. Me too. Do you want a lunch break? Sure. 
We just took the longest smoke break in the horror comedy podcast yeah, history. It actually took from uh, 9.30 p.m. Last night. 10.01 to, what, 8 o'clock p.m. 10.02? It's a 23-hour smoke break. Yo, we smoking them mid <laughs> We sun. smoked hella. Hella, hella pounds, man. 600 pounds of marijuana. 600 pounds. Jake, do you need a recap of what's happened so far? A nightcap. Do you need a recap of what's happened so far? Give me the bullet points. All right. So Marianne. Oh, the smiler. She's the smiler. Mm -hmm. Her brother George just. She's a real cunt. She (laughs) can be. She's pretty unwell. Cunty cunt. George just showed up. He hasn't seen her in six years. Her brother George, he just shoved a crucifix under her mattress. Yeah. Yep. That's where we left kind off. Of an asshole. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Good. All right. Um, so Marianne returned and sat on the edge of her bed. She turned white as a ghost, became rigid, and fell to the floor. What is this magic you do? She started to jerk her, bo- jerk her body unnaturally. Wow. Okay. Stop. For a quick second, I thought you were going to say jerk her brother unnaturally. I'm so sad. <laughs> Sorry. Go. I started to stutter. She jerked her body. <laughs> you did it. You did it again. She jerked. Stop. Sorry. Okay, we're done. She jerked her body unnaturally as if she was in pain. She foamed at the mouth. She bared her teeth. She started to scream. Yo, so she's possessed. All right. Now I know why you didn't say it. You said I wouldn't like this episode. Demon possession is no joke. Just like the presidential election. It's not a joke, but it is funny. Go vote. Go vote. Go register to vote. It's very serious. Vote. George called their parents. They arrived 45 minutes later with the family doctor, and they took Marianne back. How rich are they? They got a family doctor? I guess. My family doctor is like whoever's on call in the fucking emergency room. I know, the urgent care. You were actually my family doctor, Mr. Peabody. Dr. Brad at the urgent care on Fortino. Jonathan. Love it. Horse lady, um, urgent care. They arrived at the. F- do you remember horse lady? Yes, they you arrived forty-five. Loved horse lady, huh? You love horse lady. Love it. They arrived forty-five minutes later with the family doctor, and together they took Marianne back to Upper Manhattan. What is happening, doctor? What's going on? What's wrong with her? The next few weeks were dread and nightmare for the whole family. Marianne laid in what the doctor described as a coma, only waking to smile, drink water. Eat enough to not die, and spit and growl at everyone around her. At least she's drinking water. That's nice. After a long smoke break, we like to drink water. To Bebe's Agua? Brought to you by Aquafina. Mm -hmm. The worst kind of water. Not good. Not good at all. She became incontinent. Sometimes (laughs) in the... I know, huh? It's It's like in the middle of the continent, there's incontinent. Sometimes in the middle of the night, they would find Marianne stumbling over her furniture, walking around aimlessly with the same twisted smile on her face. Yo, bet I see you walking around aimlessly stumbling. Like running into shit? Yeah, haymakers just coming your way. Just know that. I don't know. Wow! I don't know. You you possessed, bitch! And if you're smiling? Yeah, oh, you're definitely catching these hands. Oh, you smiling and possessed? Pow! Mm -mm. Since she was in their care for and weeks, then I went blasting. <laughs> since she was in their care for weeks, they knew she wasn't on drugs and she wasn't drinking. That's like I don't know. Drug addicts do sneak drugs pretty mm-hmm. easily. Oh, you did when you put that crucifix under my bed mattress? Did you see all the pills I keep under there? Well, they <laughs> took her out of her apartment. Oh, 
They're she's at their parents' house. Yo, parents got good drugs too. The doctor said there was nothing wrong with her medically. There were several times when Marianne's father, Beau, had called their priest to Marianne's bedside, but each visit was devastating. It was like she knew someone was coming. And then she'd act normal? What a fucking dick. No, 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 no. She would fly into a violent rage, tearing at the priest, tearing at her own skin, and she would try to jump out the window or bludgeon her fucking head in with the wall. All right, bye. Right? That's a good way to get someone to leave. Bye. Bye. I'm going to go. Honestly, if I was that priest, I'd be like, what you doing? I'm going to head you're out. doing this for attention? That's do wrong. it. Just do it. You ain't going to jump. Uh, <laughs> Several times. the priest like, and the priest is like, oh, I messed that one up. Sorry. <laughs> right. Uh, Salt. I won't take payment for that. <laughs> the furniture in the room seemed to be disturbed as well. There were drawers flying open, pictures flying off the walls, and dishes would shatter. After weeks of this torture, church authorities secured a priest who was experienced in exorcisms. Uh, did he get a letter? He did. To approve from the Pope? Yeah. Okay. He Approved. was. He actually knew the Pope at the time. <laughs> and uh, the Pope was also in town. Fucking flex. Right? July 1965, in Ireland, while Father Peter prepared to return to work after a vacation, he received a message. Damn it. He was all like, ah. Oh. Vacation was great. It was great. So refreshing. Got work. Oh, got my sermon prepared. I'm Loved just it. Have a very relaxed. Kokomo is beautiful. Ugh. Thank you for asking. You want me to do what? I'm sorry. Uh, it where? Um, in Boston. Hmm. Look, I'm in. I just got home to Ireland. New York. Marianne Kay, a young woman in New York, was genuinely possessed, and it was feared that she didn't have much time left. Father Peter was effective and demonstrated his stability in the face of evil in two exorcisms before. Uh, he just He's the guy with the sword <laughs> in the back. Yeah. He's like, it's a cross sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They asked him I if, prevail. Ta-da. They asked if he could please show up immediately. Yo, pops, we need the fucking sword. We need the sword here. In, Augu- us. in August, he arrived. He was in New York. He arrived at Marianne's parents' apartments. He entered the... uh, I'm so sorry. That was not English. He entered Marianne's parents' apartment, went into her room. It was silent except for the frantic, heavy breathing of Marianne. She was 26 at this time. She's a mouth breather. (laughs) She was 26 at this time. She was wearing a yellow shirt and faded blue jeans. It's not... It was a white shirt. She just sweated in it. She has an actual poor problem. A lot of pee-pee. She was sprawled out on a gray blanket that laid on top of a bare mattress. She looked sickly, pale, and the walls of the room were a washed-out pastel color. The combination made the scene look tragic. Marianne's face was blank, except for an oddly twisted smile. Yo, this apartment's 1200 bucks, asshole. (laughs) It's fucking crazy expensive. It's ridiculous. Lower Manhattan here. Fuck off. Peter was a priest. And he turned to his two helpers, Marianne's father, Beau, who was a grandfather at this point. He was wearing a blue suit. He was a banker during the day. Oh, banker during day. He looked... Demon killer at night. That's right, baby. That's a movie. He looked haggard and exhausted as he stared at Marianne with a look of fear. The other helper was Tony. He was a 32-year-old veteran of New York Police Department. Tony! He was in his 60s. He crossed his arms over his chest and his face seemed curious. Well, I don't like what I'm seeing here. 
right? If it was me, I would have shot it already. But that's a guy who has seen it all. 32 years on the police force before, they did just shoot everyone. So, like, he's dealt with real shit, you know? <laughs> he's seen everything. Um, the definitely got a couple bodies. For sure. The helpers were only there to make sure Marianne didn't fucking hit Father Peter or his colleague, Father James. Yo, we just here for security. I go to this guy's church. He asked me to help. He said he'd th- let me throw up a couple of Hail Marys. There was another man, a I doctor. I a lot this week, okay? There was another man, a doctor, and he studiously checked Marianne's pulse and medical. S- uh, he monitored her medical progress as the night went on. A doctor of modern medicine. We don't need here. This is spiritual. Father James stood at the end of the mattress. I'm like a doctor for demons. Kid, get out of here. He was a younger man in his 30s. Father, MD. He wore purple, white, and black robes, just like Father Peter. Sick, fresh fit, homie. Super Catholic. Yo, I got that deep royal purple. They changed their cute little outfits based on the season. You weren't Catholic, so maybe you don't know. Maybe you don't know. There's like green ones. What's the green ones for? I think it's Easter. (gasps) And what's the purple ones for? I don't remember. Sorry. I just remember they had different ones. If anybody knows, let us know. Please. Shout a brother out. Shout, shout a father out. Shout daddy out. Just kidding. <laughs> they were kind of a funny pair because Father James was young. He had kind of a round face. And Father Peter was disheveled, thin, super old. And his face was like sunken in the cheeks. Yo, peace, love, and happiness, man. One was oh, very tall. One was very short. Kind of a funny pair. Each was happy that the other was there. They had unity. There was a nightstand next to James that held two candles, and they began to flicker, which illuminated the crucifix that laid between them. Whoa. Has anyone found the crucifix under the bed? Uh, well, Do I don't know they if they took it. it at this time? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if they took it or if they just grabbed Marianne and they were like, bye. Hmm. Bye. Oh, because that's the parents' house. Okay. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Damn, the brother just shoved it up her ass. Oh, no. Fucking, ah, it's in you now. <laughs> the only you got a demon in you. Gross. The only other piece of furniture besides the mattress and the nightstand was a chest of drawers. Remove it. Which Remove they, it. they used to hold a tape recorder. Father Peter thought, I should have removed that before we started. Should have never done recorded it. Do we have recording? No. Not this time. Can we get it? Uh, I'm Is sure. Is it sealed in well, the fucking vault of the Pope? I don't know. I just read this from a book. It was transcribed from the oh. recording. Monday, 8.15 a.m. It was Peter's third exorcism. And it was going to be his last. Yo, one and done. Oh, two and three, and I'm finished. Okay, I'm done. I'm fucking done. Right. Three was too many in one 30-year span for anybody, especially as far as Peter was concerned. He walked from the window to the mattress, and he watched as Marianne's face contorted into strange, morpheus lines. Oh, I see we've met again, eh? Let me wash my hands before I deal with you. Her mouth seemed to twist past the boundaries of what was human pos- humanly possible. Her smile spread ear to ear into an S shape. You could see every artery, vein, and even her Adam's apple bulged out of her neck. Ew, was she a dude? I don't know. She I weighed she weighed ninety pounds. Oh. You can have an I Adam's Girls didn't have Adam's apples. You do if you're ninety pounds. Hmm, that's just your throat. Yeah, exactly. It's just bones. <laughs> and that's yeah. a part of the bones and it's smaller in women, so if you're ninety pounds, probably yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Educated. All the assistants were properly trained for this exorcism to go safely and successfully. There was no... right. We got Johnny on the legs. We got Alf on the fucking arms. 
you got the mouth gag. I'm going to have the Bible and the crucifix. And Jimmy here, he's going to have the baseball bat just in case anything gets too crazy. You are almost right. Um, all they had to do, all the other men had to do, the doctor just had to watch her. Bo and Tony just had to hold her down, make sure she didn't slap anybody. Yo. And there was only one other rule. Never respond to er- anything Marianne says, no matter how nasty. Oh, awesome. All right, now, and we got one guy in the corner. He's jerking off. He can't say anything. <laughs> He's going to take it out. Ah, Gross. Shoot, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> shoot, shoot spider web all over. <laughs> Father Peter held up his crucifix, and Marianne began to violently thrash. La, 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 la. And garlic. Marianne. Garlic, garlic and the Lord. Marianne, creature of God, in the name of God who created you and Jesus who saved you, I command you to hear my voice as the voice of Jesus Christ and to obey my commands. Marianne seized free of the grips of Tony and Bo. She sat straight up in the bed. She began to scream. She was howling and wailing. She seemed to go on beyond what was humanly possible without stopping for a breath. Everyone in the room physically was thrown back. Oh, God. Disgusting. Hold yourself together, crazy. Tony described it as the sound of an animal being disemboweled. Well, all right. Well, first off, my question is for Tony. Uh, How do you know what that sounds like, you fucking... Excuse me, how? ...serial killer? That's why he's there. He's actually like, once we actually get this demon out of here, she'll Mm -hmm. be ripe for the pickings, and I just stab, stab. Bo began to cry. He was broke. He was broken that he couldn't comfort his baby. She came. She became quiet. I'm so sorry. She became quiet and began to smile. She laid back down. Who are you? She asked Father Peter. You don't belong to the kingdom, yet you are protected. Who are you? Oh. Tony and Bo moved in response to Marianne stirring. They were prepared. Baseball bat. Pow. <laughs> they were prepared to grab a hold of each of her hands. Yeah, what if what if some guys behind her just rear naked choking her? Okay, that's gross. Where is that? No, like, like fucking, you fuck the arms and the legs. Like you got someone on the arms, you got someone on the legs, and then you got someone behind her just like. Well, yeah, the thing is, you don't want her to fucking die. That's why there's a doctor. If there's a doctor, she won't die. Yeah, if someone's <laughs> choking her, she will, because that's what choking does. It kills people. And then. The doctor's there to bring her back. No, 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 yeah, no. Cross over. Re- if you cross over real quick, you kill the demon, but come back pure. Absolutely not. Hey, uh, quick note. Right. That's fine. Go. Uh, quick note. If I'm ever possessed, Jake's not invited to my exorcism because I don't want him to choke me to death. Garrett's not invited either. None of your friends are invited. You dried up fuckers. You cool. messed with each other's wives. Keep your horny hands off me, she whoa. screamed. Oh, okay. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Take it down. <laughs> Peter then directed Windows them. Open. Jesus. Peter directed them to hold her down. Bo muttered prayers of protection for his baby. Tony's eyes looked like they were about to pop out of his head in shock. Just doing the thing. The Catholic. <laughs> Father, Son, <laughs> Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Father turn, uh, Marianne turned her attention to Father Peter. You! You have a small Peter. <laughs> you, Peter the Eater. Oh, uh, you Peter Eater. <laughs> Eat my flesh, she said. Suck my blood, she said. And you did. Suck my 
dick, Peter. Peter the Eater. Ew, You'll come suck your Peter. You'll come with us, you freak. You'll lick my ass and you'll like it. Oh, she's a she likes the ass licking. Peter. Oh, I don't like what you're doing right now. Did that freak you out? No. Okay. I mean, it, it, she's a freak. A That's freak. Fucking sure. Saying crazy shit. Yo, I mean, but hey, ain't no shame in anybody's game. Whatever, lick your asshole if you yeah, want. Yeah, lick your asshole. I, I see my cats lick their asshole like four times yeah, a day. And they seem to have a really great time. Peter held his breath. The and demon is actually a cat reincarnated. Holy shit. Peter held his breath and tried to catch his breathing up, but panicked because he couldn't. I don't eat, I don't eat ass. I don't suck dick. I'm fine. I'm not evil. Father He's just like reassuring himself. Okay, I'm, I don't I'm need great. Ass I don't, I don't need ass. ass. I don't need ass. You Fa- eat ass. Father James handed pra- Peter a prayer book. Funny, Father Peter said. I should be sweating. Marianne. This is just a normal Tuesday night for me. I just got back from vacation. This is fine. This is fine. Marianne, he demanded. Marianne! I do not eat ass. Curse you. Whose ass do you eat? Whose ass art thou for? (laughs) Curse your gentle heart, she said. Sorry, Peter. Marianne, he called again. Peter, I didn't mean it. You you don't eat ass. You, You don't. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no, I eat It was as if she was lifted into the air by an invisible wire. She was rigid. Her eyes were all white. And her ass was clean. The crow's feet from her face disappeared. All at once, her face looked ten years younger. Damn, demons just add ten years. A deal, she said. Just you and me, Peter. Ooh. Peter the Eater. <sighs> The memory near Peter, lick my nipples, not my asshole. Ew, stop. Sorry. The Peter, oh, God, <laughs> <The> stop. <Peter>. <laughs> Sorry, <gasps> this is weird. Look, demons, okay, demons get weirdly sexual, like, with a priest. So I'm sure she's being very sultry right now. She you is, I mean? she is. Yeah, exactly, because in the book, like it throws them off. It's like, oh, in shit. In the book, it was described as appealing, but I chose <sighs> to not include that because I felt like <sighs> if... This could be explained away by something scientific. He was being a big fucking creep. But uh, he described it that way I mean, in his interview. Well, yeah, just think about it. The demon's like trying to catch him off guard. Like yeah. It's, it's, well, it's wait the man you, of the Lord. Wait till you hear this next part, man babe. man of the cloth. Wait till you hear this next part. Then she flashed her boobies. Shut up. <laughs> the memory nearly... Demon's gone wild. <laughs> the memory... Okay. The memory nearly knocked Peter over. <laughs> He hadn't heard that nickname in 50 years. Wait, say it again. The memory nearly knocked Peter. Oh, do you mean the nickname? nickname. Peter the Eater. Look, that's that's coincidental. Okay. If I saw someone named Peter, I'd be like, Peter, Peter, Pumpkin Eater. Sure. Okay. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not. Do you want to hear the rest of the story first? Haley, Bo Bailey. Nobody's ever called me that in my life. Uh, Ready? Well, it's fair to assume that someone could have. You want to hear it? The rest of it? Yep. Okay. Peter was the son of a wine merchant, and he was one of seven children. They were Roman Catholic, and they were Irish, so they were pretty hardcore in their faith. Peter was a good student and worked on his grandfather's farm in the summer. One summer, when he was 16, Peter met a girl named May. Their families left them alone to go to a race. They flirted and flirted, and that day, their relationship ignited. Ooh. Their families left them alone, and that day, 
Peter found himself for the first and only time laying naked with a woman. And eating her asshole. <laughs> they 69'd. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Yeah. After, May nicknamed him Peter the Eater. <laughs> See? I'm always trying to get you to the good part. Hey, 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 hey. I'm trying to get you to the good part, Bay. You gotta trust There's that this. There's more. You gotta trust that this bus uh, is going to the right location Yo, sometimes. This bus just fucking. I know. Peter's bus just. I know. That bitch, Mamiya's. I know. God damn. I know. You tell me not to be perverted, but then you throw this in there. This is content See? saucy drama. It is. He had wanted to be a priest even back then, uh, even back then. So, <laughs> okay. Sorry. So he I'm was Peter the Eater. So he was terrified that Peter, she would Peter Peter Pussy Eater. <laughs> Sorry, cut that. <laughs> so he was terrified that May would tell everyone his nickname. Don't worry, she reassured him. Nobody will know. Yo, be proud. Be proud, okay. I ate that pussy, bitch. Well, she also made him promise that if she ever, if he ever decided to not be a priest, she would be his wife immediately. No questions Whoa, asked. it was that good? It was like that. Damn. These, he, Peter got skilled. And Peter, well, okay, Peter here's a very tongue. sad part. She died seven years later. From a giant orgasm? Her appendix Peter exploded. Back then, that was a big deal. Ooh. These memories. Peter, oh my god. <laughs> Dead. These Damn, he would have been like, what did I do? His powers <laughs> No, cursed. no, he wasn't even there. My tongue has cursed he wasn't there. me. My tongue. Oh, I must take the cloth now. <gasps> no, he was going to be a priest. I love again. He's going to be a priest before that. And he wasn't there when she died. Yeah, so he was like, all right, real quick, before I do the thingy with the priest thingy, well, let me eat that clam. I don't know. Let me shuck that oyster. I don't know. These memories were very dear to him. Marianne's voice seemed to turn the memory into ash. Oh, this is real ashhole. <laughs> Eat my ashhole, Marianne. <laughs> my How do you feel about that? How do you think about that, Marianne? Marianne! He yelled. She continued. Her voice now seemed younger, too. What's a little Hebrew between me and you? Whoa, that's sexy. I know. That is hot. I know. Yo, speak Hebrew to me. I command you, my in the name of Jesus, to answer. My Abibi. You belong to the Most High, which is us, for the record. That's not canon. That's off, off topic, but we are the Most High. Anyway, me and you, we're very high. Oh, we are the, we most, are high. the most High. Not in I was Jesus' like, way. Who, us? us? Us. Not in a God way, okay. but just we are the Most High. We are fucking ripped. If you yeah. listen, you might also be very high. You should let us know. Be high. Uh, we post every Sunday on Instagram, so if you're higher than us, I mean, come and comment and let us know, but you're probably not, so calm down. If you're thinking of that pimply girl, oh, if you're thinking of that little pimply girl with no breasts and heavy glasses and her silver cross and her callous knees. Whoa, okay. All right, that's dirty. Yeah. First off. How did she know what she looked like? And she's got dirty knees. Is she a Peter Eater? She's Catholic, babe. She's a Peter Eater? No, they literally make... It's like Simon says in the Catholic Church. They're like, Neil, stand. Neil, stand. Neil, stand. Sit. Stand, Neil. No, you spend about 25% of your fucking life on your knees on a little Neely, John. (laughs) It's real. It's real. They used to make me kneel on the dirty-ass Catholic school floor on Sunday schools. I love you so much. You're so sexy right now. Hi. 
Hi. Tell me more. I got callous Yo, knees, call baby. Call me Peter the Eater. Come here. We cannot make this sexy because <laughs> it's about to get weird. <sighs> Only love can heal, Marianne. That's what he told her. She hissed at him. Forget it, Peter. She seemed like herself again. The chest of drawers began to shake and rock. Peter whispered to Father James, throw some holy water on that. Yo, yo, throw some holy water on this bitch, yo. Just fucking bah. Father James did throw holy water on the chest of drawers, and the water sizzled as if the drawers were a red-hot oven. Dope. Isn't that creepy? That's sick. Creepy. Sick, though. Father, That's when you know it's real. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that was actually a Pope, a Pope piss. That's called Pope piss right there, and it hit it. I mean, and honestly, how possessed does furniture have to be to sizzle? Yeah, it's, Holy it's, shit. It's bacon. <sighs> Father Peter continued to beckon Marianne's name, and she continued to fling nasty shit. Yo, Father, you better get the fucking going, okay? Quit saying her name. It ain't working. Do s- s- spout some scripture. She was screaming nasty shit about people fucking her, and she was literally just screaming in general. Ah, so loud. So loud that everybody in the room had hearing damage afterwards. Okay. Peter knew that Marianne was wearing thin, but he did not feel the break point so in the exorcism yeah, yet. Yeah, so literally the, he has to just ride this out. He can't be like... He can't answer her. Nobody can answer her. All he can do is pray over her, try to get her to... Try to get her to answer. Yeah. Um, for prayer. Yeah. And tr- you like, well, you like hundred of them. The other thing is like, okay, I don't want to spoil anything. Never mind. Okay. Marianne went limp. Her smile, uh. st- her m- smile still lifting the corners of her mouth. She began to speak quietly. I've been on a simple quest. I did no harm to anybody, not even to myself. I just wanted to end all the painful choosing. It's not my fault. Okay, I'd just like to have my asshole eaten. Mom and Dad couldn't help me. Not my teachers, not my boyfriends either. All of them were split with decisions, tortured by their choices. They were afraid. I knew if I found my real self, there would be no need to respond to choices and therefore no more fear of error and no more guilt. Yo, this bitch crazy. Like... But does it what she's describing sound relatable? Yeah. As a very, like, I was raised Catholic, and I think that's really where my guilt comes from. I know you've heard me and Garrett talk about it before. We are just guilty. <sighs> Catholics are just guilty-ass people. Guilty-ass people. <laughs> All the time, I feel <clears throat> like I kicked Shame. a puppy. Guilt. Yeah. So coming from that background, I understand what she's saying, that, like, she just wanted to end all the painful choosing. I understand that. Not enough to get possessed by a demon, though. Whoa, back up. Not that much. What if I literally had a fucking exorcism and you, like, were actually possessed by, like, a dope-ass and demon? And I have been the whole time. Yeah, this whole time. Like, dang, you're really cool. Fuck. Dang. And after that, I'm a square. Yeah, you're just uh, like... My real name's Sarah. Oh, my God. My real name's Sarah. I like pumpkin spice. Let me get my cowboy boots. I do like pumpkin spice. Oh, shit. It's a sign. Oh, Fuck. I'm possessed by Dopey, the dope-ass demon. The dope demon. He's dope as fuck. Dope. He's like one of the seven dwarves. Dopey. Dope. Peter knew that she was trying to lure him into answering her. Uh, Bitch, you can't break me. I don't respond to losers. I am for the... I only come for the Lord. The only way to tease her out of this stage of possession was to quickly contradict what she was saying. (sighs) Mm. He matched her manner of speech. 
If she yelled, he yelled. Ah! If, ah! If she ah! ah! Just all like, he's like a cop. He's copying. Don't copy me. Don't copy me. And yeah. then he's like, she's like, uh, I'm gay. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'm gay. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. No, he's committed. He's going to get her unpossessed. Right, so he would, he would, he's not copying her though. He's just copying her tone okay. and her volume. Oh. So if she whispered, he would whisper. If she was silent, he was silent. <laughs> he's pretty much just pissing her, the demon off. Yeah. Okay. He's like, he's trying to get the demon out. Okay. He's trying to like lure the demon to the surface. The demon's at the bottom okay. of the pot. He's trying to stir that pot till the demon comes up. Yo, you got demons in you, and I'm gonna get them out of there. The people in the room described it as a slow motion wrestling match. I would, if I was a person in the room, I'd have headphones on. Just listening to a podcast, like or, pretending or it's not like, happening. Like fucking cotton stuffed in my. My mm. fucking, and I'd be like. Her dad did wear earplugs. Okay. Because hearing your daughter say this kind of stuff would be awful. Yeah. You'd be like, fuck your butt. I'm I, sorry, what? I, can't, I don't want to talk to you anymore. You had sex <sighs> with a spider? You're a whore. Stop. <laughs> um, I can't. No. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Peter would not be worn down. He would not be distracted by the I vulgarity of her words. the Peter Eater. He would not be distracted by the vulgarity of her words or the nonsensical nature of what she said. This went on for hours and hours. <sighs> How boring. Like, this is Saturday night. You're fucking just... All right, Having just like a... You're screaming prayers mm. and she's screaming like, Fuck my dirty asshole. For hours. Uh, while her dad uh, is there and a cop. My daddy fucks my ass off. Just all weird shit. Mm-hmm. That would be the kind of shit she was saying, like crazy shit. Bo at one point asked a the beaver p- fucks a deer in the fucking pussy. Pussy, deer pussy. Bo asked the priest at one point if she was going to come out of it. Peter ventured to the side of Marianne's bed, got close to look at her face. She went completely limp and nice fro- tried, demon. I know what you're doing. That's what he was checking. He can't trick me. Yeah, he <laughs> was like, oh my God, I think we might have done it. Like, you let's check it out. Can't, yep, can't sit here. <laughs> but when he got close to her and he actually looked, he could still see the smile. You fake ass bitch. <laughs> Please. But he knew that they were close. Watch it, Peter shouted. Marianne jerked suddenly, forcing her fingers into her nose and ripping as if she was trying to pull it off of her face. Oh, gross. You got boogie in there. Like, can you imagine somebody like trying to rip their just nose like off? That sounds so painful too. Both in there. both yeah. fingers just like ripping your nose. I can't even like make myself do it just to see how it would feel. Like I can't do it at all. The uh, men didn't feel good. No, I even with one finger, I'm like ah, <laughs> no. Ow. The men lunged to her, held onto her hands. It was oh, like fuck. A well, I thought they were already holding on to her. Well, they what let go because she went limp. Oh, so right. No. See, they were slacking for two seconds. They were like, "Ooh, all right, all right. get some she water." She might be good. Get the Gatorade. The priest is checking out her face, so Yo, we might be done did here. Did anybody bring sandwiches? You anybody got, got any heroes? Anybody got any heroes? She needs some food too. Maybe a pop or something. Yeah, but yeah, they were wrong to relax because at this point, it was like a pig fighting for its life at the slaughterhouse. She foamed at the mouth. She squealed. Her eyes rolled back into her head until her eyes were all bleep, white. Bleep, 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 bleep. Even the doctor in the room was starting to panic. Like, yeah, this is not normal. I'm normal medicine. This is spiritual shit. Right. Get me out of here, okay? How te- scary. Her temperature's fine. <gasps> exactly. <laughs> he, he, that's literally it. He was like, I don't understand how she's not going to, like, how is she not dying? Because it's also the 1960s. Yeah. He's, Father. He's just like, 
this shit. is not in any bucket. I've bag. seen people do this, but they usually died right after, so I don't know what the fuck is going on. Father Peter described the break point as always coming when it was least <laughs> expected. He described and that's the name of the episode. <laughs> always coming when least expected. He described <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, okay. He described the feeling as, quote, something reaching out from the middle of all worms and putrid flesh and stink and body water and silent immobility of death saying, I'm alive. For the love of Jesus, save me. And when he heard, isn't that creepy? That's his own words. That's some creepy shit. And that's when he heard Marianne whimper. He knew it was close. Clementine's whimper in there. Soundbite. Speak, he proclaimed. Speak out and tell me you are listening. Speak and tell me you want. Want to be saved in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, save me. Her smile finally faded and she went limp again. The doctor oh. approached. He felt her pulse, but it was very faint. She was cold as ice. Peter understood how serious the situation was getting. Because Marianne, in addition to being cold and barely having a beating heart, her body looked broken. Her skin was like blue. Bo asked, is it over? Peter told him to keep watching. Are we done? Shut your fucking mouth. We ain't done. Keep yet. your eyes on your whore daughter. Keep your eyes. Get out of here. <laughs> You're done enough. He's got like a thick Irish bode. I feel like Jack Black is the priest. Get the fuck out of well, here. Well, it's got to be somebody with a thick Irish bode who's tall and old. Nacho Libre is a priest. I feel like that's Father James. These are my recreation. No close. Father James is short and chubby and young, and Father Peter's tall and gaunt and <laughs> gray. Like salad. Yeah, that's Father James. That's There's how I feel. There is no cheaps. I'm picturing Father Peter like <laughs> um, the guy from Sling Blade. What's his name? Billy Bob Thornton. Like that. Oh, who's just a fucking tall, mean-ass pussy eater. Mean-ass with the thin, curved-in cheeks and like the gray hair and all disheveled-looking. And mutton chops. And he's all just like... Oh. Yeah, he could have mutton chops. Deal. Anyway. Uh, no, babe. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton was like... Mm-hmm. Banging fucking Halle Berry? No. Yes. And Angelina Jolie. In Sling Blade? Yeah. He was the mm-hmm guy. Not the yeah. evil dad. He, he didn't have mutton chops, did he? No. But oh. that's how I picture him. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Okay, anyway. Peter was tired. He was fucking super tired. The room got quiet. Silence settled Ooh, over. Who's got the Red Bulls? Hopefully this would be over soon and he could go to sleep. Suddenly, Peter's body began to shake. Oh. There was a presence. It was all-encompassing. It was outside of him. It was in his brain. It was in his heart. He couldn't see. He couldn't hear. He couldn't smell. His skin failed to keep this out, this presence, and it was no doubt a worthy and evil adversary. This fight was all his to fight alone. Yes, alone, alone, alone. He heard the presence answer mockingly. Peter didn't know that everyone in the room felt the claws of evil sink into their souls, just like him, at the same time. Eventually, he regained sight, and through tear-filled eyes, he could see Marianne. Every inch beneath her skin seemed to move randomly without reason, as if carried away by bugs. Gross. 
gross. Her lips were moving rapidly, even though she did not speak. Then from nowhere and from everywhere, they heard a voice. It was not low-pitched. It was not high-pitched. What the fuck was this priest smoking? Everybody in the room. Yeah, just a hot box in it. And then, like, one person in the room is like, oh, let's exercise. You hear that voice, man? Oh, you hear that? Oh, was that Kush? That, uh, that, that Kush? It was not a familiar voice, but at the same time, it was a voice they had all heard before. It was a voice that seemed to penetrate their hearts. Nobody has moral power in the kingdom, the voice said. Anybody can belong to it. Many do. This was it. This was Father Peter's final shot. This was his last chance. Shall not pass. By the authority. By the authority of the church. And in the name of Jesus, I command you to tell me what I shall call you. Oh, shit. Because that's all you have to do is get the demon's name. Rumpelstiltskin. It is a Rumpelstiltskin situation. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) It's always a Rumpelstiltskin situation. You command, Marianne shouted. How dare you? She sounded like she had just heard a funny joke. (laughs) Father Peter's heart sank. I am us, Marianne said. We are me, isn't it? Aren't our? What we are called is beyond the human mind. That's not in the dictionary, bitch. You sound stupid, you fucking asshole. Ain't 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 in the dictionary. Dumb (laughs) asshole. Peter knew that he was close, and he had no intention of letting the presence slip away and retreat back into Marianne. He said, there is no immunity for you and your kind in the universe of being. Tony, the oh, ex-cop. spitting bars. I know, huh? This is good. That's a good comeback. Just fucking you literally put a beat behind that. You don't even belong in the whole universe of things that are alive and exist. You just don't even belong at all. Tony, the ex-cop, recognized Peter's tone. It was the way a cop spoke to a murderer. Peter was in control of his hatred now. He looked at Peter's face and realized that Peter had changed. Peter's possessed. Peter's possessed with, like, a hatred for people who are possessed. For demons. He's fucking sick of it. He's old. He's in his 60s. This is his third exorcism. Yo, that's fucking come-up moment right there, though. He's just like... Literally, when Gandalf fights Belrock, he's like, you shall not. That was Father Peter right now. Right now. Yeah. You have no immunity in this universe of being. Tony Bow and the doctor all felt uneasy and sick, and they moved towards the priests as much as they could without leaving Marianne. Marianne was still. Her face was pale. Her lips were parted. She said, you may have polished your knees in a confession box. But you were not sorry. And need I tell you, priest, you have sins still. And you, you command the kingdom? You've got a dirty soul. Right? That's an insult as fuck to a priest. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I, I told about all my sins. Fuck you. I've never said something that mean to someone yeah. before. <laughs> Damn. How shall we call you, he replied. <laughs> Shut your miserable mouth. Close it. Shut it. Lock it. Fuck it. She screamed. Oh, I was like, damn, Peter said all that? Damn. No, she was yelling. Okay. In the name of Jesus, Peter said, tell us, how shall we call you? How shalt thou be called? 
They heard an ear-piercing cry from Marianne, and she began to gurgle as if she was drowning. Yo, tell us your name, bitch. Fuck. I, I will take my toll. I will take my pound of flesh. All 142 pounds of him, I will take him with me. Ooh, with us. Pounds. With me. Huh? Who's 142 pounds? Peter. He's six foot something, so like, Damn, that's son. why I said he was skinny. Silence. It was completely silent in the room. Marianne's voice returned to its usual turn. Oh. Tone. Tone, yeah. Smiler. Smiler is my name. I just smile. The name was obvious. Peter should have known. The twisted smile spread across her face again. This was a fight between man and his most ancient enemy. The fiend who deceived you with a joke and a smile. It was clever. Who would suspect someone called the Smiler? The Joker. The Joker. I'm a midnight smoke. Everything for the Smiler turned into a joke. Peter screamed, You, Smiler, you will leave, you shall leave, this creature of God. Is she, is she, though? <laughs> is she? she? You can keep her. Just her, though. Get out of here. Marianne spoke again. This annoying affair has gone on long enough. Marianne has made her choice. Yeah, Marianne wants this fucking demon. Marianne, Marianne wants demon bukkake every fucking Saturday. Ugh. Peter yeah. spoke again. <laughs> don't Google that. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Peter spoke again. Love is all that is needed. <laughs> and you, Smiler, you rejected love. We came from love. The Smiler replied, love! The, world f the word fired off like a pistol. Marianne began to describe Peter's sexual encounter in detail to the T, like completely accurately. I'm not going to repeat it because it was gross and no, I did have to me. read it. Tell it to me. I don't want to. Just tell you can cut it out from the podcast, but tell it to <sighs> me. I don't know. I don't know where my phone is. <laughs> can I tell you how it went down? No. And then I ripped off your shirt. No, it wasn't like that. Oh. Um, then we rubbed belly buttons. She literally just described it. She was like, you guys laid down next to each other, and you did a kiss, and then this, and this. And it was then gross. you kissed her lips. <laughs> yeah. Her other lips. Um, and then cool. she screamed, love, Peter the Eater. Tell us, Peter. Do you miss love? Bo began to sob again. He was mortified and he was afraid <laughs> for his daughter. He's, he's just like, yeah. No, Bo's crying. I, he doesn't want to hear his daughter talking about 69ing. No, everybody, the priest is like, right. I did that before the cloth. Sensing Peter's humiliation, the doctor asked if they could please take a break, but Peter didn't answer. Fuck you. The smiler had turned Peter's memories into dirt and tried to shove it down his throat. He was pale, and he felt weak, and he was tired, but he knew that this was a trap for one of them. Would it be for him or the Smiler? Silence, Smiler, he yelled. In the name of Jesus, I command you to desist and leave her. Tell me that you will obey and you will leave her. Speak. Peter would not be crushed. He would not lose hope. He would not be trapped by the Smiler. The Smiler was now just as engaged as Father Peter, just as engaged at the surface, as close to him oh, as Peter I? was. Will I? 
Right. Will I leave? It's almost like in the beginning, he was like directing Marianne's energy. Like he was just like, all right, Marianne, go fight him for me. And now like Marianne's probably like done fighting. Right. So the Smiler's like here to fight Father Peter. Marianne's like it's a boss like, battle. Oh, it's a boss battle. Yeah. Marianne's like, oh, I'm good. I quit. I don't want to be possessed anymore. But the Smiler's like, bitch. Like it's a final fight. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Peter knew that there would be no escape for one of them. I the must s- kill you. Right? This is when he pour- pulls out his cross sword. Yeah, his fucking crossbow. <laughs> he doesn't really do that, but that would be so cool. Yeah. It's the spiritual in the mo- equivalent. In the, in the movie, he, he would. Yeah. The smiler spoke again. You, you ugly. You shall not pass. You ugly sod. You smelly little animal. Damn, the demon's like all old school. You smell a sword. <laughs> Fuck off, mate. You demon fucking wrangler, you sucker. Father. You ain't even good at it, you, pan- you patsy. You patsy. <laughs> Father Peter spoke, let the smoke. Uh, what? Let the soul of Marianne be You beautiful. want this smoke? I put soul. <laughs> I put smoke instead of soul. You want all the smoke, son? That's some huh? fucking pothead <laughs> shit when you accidentally <laughs> type smoke instead of soul. Anyway. Get all the smoke. Father. Father Peter said, let the soul of Marianne be beautiful once more with the grace of beautiful, she interrupted. You helpless, yelping, puking, licking, slavering, sweaty, excreting little cunt, you whipped mongrel, you constipated little shit canister, you creature. Ew, this demon's obsessed with poop. Right? And sex she's, and stuff. She's like the fucking, uh, like a four-year-old. Poop. You <laughs> said poop. It's gonna get him. That's how a demon would be, right? Because that's a boy as fuck, actually. When people make jokes about the same shit over and over again, that's like basic shit. Like that's so irritating. Just like uh, uh, all right, we all get it. Yeah, it's funny. Great. It was funny in sixth grade. Can you stop? Can you stop? Uh, Everybody, everybody does it. Father Peter. Are you? Oh, he's looking. It's funny. I thought he was looking at your chair. Father Peter replied, and and so are you too, you creature. That's a that's a fucking burn. Fuck! But he replied to her. Yeah, he did. He did. Once nothing, then beautiful, then conquered, then thrown from the heights like a dying torch and expelled, disgraced, and defeated forever. Who said that? Father Peter. Damn. Marianne's body began to quiver. The men held her down. She squeed. She squealed. She squeed. She squeed. Squeed, squeed, squeed. She squealed with the intensity of an animal being killed. Peter continued... Creature of God, but you were not saved by Jesus' blood. (gasps) Marianne continued to scream. Eventually, the sound died out and was replaced for Peter with overwhelming full-body fear. The presence had faced him again. How long is this fucking exorcism, Jesus? The presence latched itself to him again. It buried its grips into the part of him that were delicate where he stored his pain and his pleasure. This was the fight that he had been preparing for. He made the sign of the cross. He would hold. He would deny fear, deny damnation, and he would hold on. You have been vanquished, Smiler. Smiler, you have been vanquished by the one who did not hear to be lowly, to be killed. Depart, Smiler. Depart. Jesus is your master. The room erupted. Drawers flew open. Doors opened and slammed. Marianne's shirt tore straight down the middle, and her jeans split down the seams. She screamed, and they watched welts appear and spread across her legs, face, and torso, as if being lashed by a whip that no one could see. 
and then it stopped. It's okay, Father. It's over, Father James said. The doctor rushed to Marianne's side. She was okay. Almost a year later, in 1966, Peter was buried in Calvary Cemetery. Father James was aware of his official cause of death, which was coronary thrombosis, but he knew in his heart that Father Peter had actually been lost in that last exorcism. Father Peter had always been devoted to God, and that had never changed, and Father Peter was brave. But after Marianne, Father Peter never went back to his old self. Father James said, quote, Some part of Father Peter passed into the great beyond during the final clash. Can you beat that? Peter was born in Liz Duvarna 62 years ago just to come all this way three times just to find out that the third time is when he was supposed to die. It makes you think what life's all about. You know he never even got to become an American citizen. All that travel just to die as the Lord decided. And that is the story of the Smiler. And this is the part of the show where I would usually ask Jake if he was scared, but this part of the audio was so fucked up, I couldn't use it. Anyway, the answer was no. So I'm going to read you a scary story from the Paranormal Board of 4chan. There's also a picture that goes with this one, so please, please check it out on our Instagram page. It's from an anonymous user on the Paranormal Board. They said, Be me. About four years ago, I used to chill with my friends in the basement. The basement isn't attached to the house. We lived in an apartment complex, and all basements were on the bottom floor. We always left the door unlocked. Me and my friend would go down there and use the Ouija board. A few weeks or days later, we go downstairs to chill, and the door was locked. The landlord was there earlier, so I figured he must have locked it. I asked everyone I lived with if they had locked it. Nope. So I called the landlord, and he said that he didn't lock it either. Maybe someone broke in and was sleeping down there, so I go around my house, and I look in the basement window. No one was there. I remember the Ouija board, so I'm thinking maybe it's ghosts? There was a deadbolt lock on the basement, so the only way to lock it was from inside. I decide to check the deadbolt to see if it was locked. My eyesight sucks, so I couldn't see it well. I take a picture with my phone, thinking maybe I can zoom in to see it better. I take a pic, and I zoom in. Still can't see the door because the picture quality was shit, but I notice something near the door. It was a girl. She looked pretty tall. She was sitting up against the door with her hands on her knees. She was dressed in all black with long black hair. She didn't look like the girl from The Grudge. I wasn't too freaked out. I was more amazed because I'd never seen anything like this before. I figured she must have locked the door for privacy or something. This is completely true. I didn't make shit up. Anything about this was not... I didn't make shit up about this. The picture is very related. If you guys have a scary story, please email it to us at thehorrorcomedypodcast at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed the true story of the Smiler. That story was from a book called Hostage to the Devil by Malachi Martin, which you can get on scribed.com. Amazing, amazing. We will see you on Wednesday for a full-length episode. Um... I mean, a small episode where I just read you some scary stories. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to drink water.